Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Good evening, everybody, and live from Antonio Brown's Gatorade Bucket. It's the fourth and inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jenna, how are you this evening? I, I'm pretty good. I got baseball on. I got hockey on. I'm talking about football. Life's good here. I'm just trying to pretend the Cowboys didn't lose this week. How about you, Sherpa? How's your West Coast swing going? I'm so far so good. I sprained my ankle playing basketball against my nephew last weekend and then uh, have been hobbling around Las Vegas uh, on it this week. But given uh, the tragedy in Las Vegas this week, you know, my my personal Mm -hmm. um, foot problems are are pale in comparison to that. So, you know, that's obviously cast a pall over the trip. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. everything else is, is fine. So, yeah, it's strange you walk around here. But, yeah, since the... Mandalay Bay is off the strip. You know, you really don't notice that much here other than, you know, there's extra police at the entrances to the casinos. But, you know, if you weren't right at Mandalay Bay, you know, you know it's, you know, and arrived after the fact, it's it's mm-hmm. easy to, you know, to, um, you know, question what really happened and, you know, and all, you know, there are not many visible signs of it other than the police presence and the, the signs on all the billboards. Yeah, that's crazy. So, but well, we'll try to provide so, some some relief, some, some just relief. a break from all that yes. for people. You got an hour of us yeah. tonight, as you do every Wednesday night. Uh, next week we'll be back to our East Coast times, but for now we'll be here until eleven o'clock Eastern time this evening. Or if you're listening after the fact, you've got sixty minutes of action-packed fantasy football knowledge coming your way. We're going to take you through all the Week 5 matchups, give you predictions on games, who to start, who to sit, waiver wire picks, daily fantasy picks. We're going to talk about the dreaded bye weeks are starting this week. And there was a plethora of injuries last week, so we've got you covered on who to replace them, how long guys are going to be out, all that good stuff. But if you have uh, questions, you want to be a part of the show, you just want to add something in, Feel free to get a hold of us. We're all over social media. Uh, FantasyFootballSherpa.com is basically our hub. You can find us at Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Whew, I think that's everything. Uh, but where do you, where do you want to start this week? <laughs> oh, there's... Besides my injury, there's lots of other injuries, as you alluded to. Yeah, it was uh, it was a I'm tough not, week, man. <laughs> since I'm not playing running back, why don't we uh, dive in with the actual real-life NFL I mean, running back? Realistically, then, you, could uh, be, you could play running back. You're injured enough that I think you are eligible to be a starting NFL running back this week. No, I, I could I could put a jersey on and stand on the sideline on crutches or not even crutches and pretend to be injured. But if you put <laughs> me out there, that would like Byron Leftwich well. back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that would go too well. I'd, I'd be the slowest. I'd be slower than the referees. I think I'd stand Oof. out pretty quickly. You don't want to get outrun so, by a zebra. It's not a good luck. No, no, that not so much. <laughs> but um, so why don't we start right in on the uh, running backs first? Why don't you um, go through the injuries, the ones that struck you? You know, not not literally, were... but the. And then it was a tough week. It was a tough wires. week across the board at positions. Um, so 
not only do we have injuries to worry about, we also have bye weeks. So you've got four teams on a bye this week, Denver, Washington, Atlanta, and New Orleans. That's a lot of fantasy points and a lot of players on byes this week. Uh, injuries of note, Dalvin Cook, torn ACL, he's done for the year. Chris Carson broke his lower leg, high ankle, depending who you ask. He had surgery, likely not going to see him again this year. Ty Montgomery's got a couple of broken ribs. Amir Abdullah's got a bad ankle. Jamal Williams injured his knee. Jarek McKinnon also injured his ankle. Rex Burkhead's got banged up ribs. Paul Perkins has banged up ribs. Uh, Matt Forte's still dealing with that turf toe that kept him out last week. Rob Kelly, who started with rib injuries, is now morphed into an ankle injury. And C.J. Procise is also dealing with an ankle injury. Then on top of that, you're losing guys like Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Adrian Peterson, uh, C.J. Anderson, Jamal Charles, Rob Kelly. A lot, of, a lot of big running backs on buys this week, so you got some holes to fill, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And so in terms of guys on the waiver wire, it's the situation in Seattle is strange. I mean, Eddie Lacy was the guy that got the bulk of the yards in relief of Carson last week, but Pete, Par- Pete Carroll mm-hmm. was suggesting that you know, he might not even you know, get the bulk of the carries this week. You know, that Thomas Rawls, who was a healthy scratch last week, might get the and it's always tricky, you know, when you haven't seen the guy play much lately, but the coach is saying he's going to have a more active role. Do you buy that or not? With Thomas Rawls, I would say yes, I buy it. If he's out there on the waiver wire, he would be my first choice this week, followed by Elijah McGuire of the Jets, Alex Collins and his fumbling problems with the um, with the Ravens, Eddie Lacy, um, Dante Foreman. Andre Ellington and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, if Alvin Kamara were eligible this week, or if you're just looking to pick up a running back for depth and don't need him, you know, with the bye this week, then I would say, um, you know, he would probably slot in for me somewhere between Eddie Lacy and Dante Foreman. What do you think about Latavius Murray? People are really starting to talk about him this week. Um, he. I guess he's not all the way healthy. He's going to share the workload with Jarek McKinnon, who, as we talked about before, is dealing with an ankle injury too. Um, but Latavius Murray's coming off some off-season issues. He's got, you know, the potential to really be something here, but he's also got the potential to be in for a quarter and hurt his ankle again. What do you think about picking him up? I I think it's worse. Picking him up, but you know, just like be realistic got, with if, expectations. He's more yeah. of a flex guy. If you're expecting that, you know, if you lost Dalvin Cook or if you lost, you know, Chris Carson last week, and you're thinking that mm-hmm. you know Latavius Murray is going to make up for their, you know, points production, I think you're going to be sorely disappointed. You know that you know, he's more somebody realistically that if he has a good week, maybe he's you know worthy of a flex spot. So, yeah, I. I could see starting him as a flex, but not much more than that. How about you, Janelle? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. If I've got space on a roster, like maybe I've got somebody like, you know, an Eric Ebron who got passed on the depth chart this week or somebody who got injured and I've got a hole that I can fill and and kind of wait and see on it, uh, he might be a guy because we've seen his ceiling is so high. I mean, he's capable of great things when he's healthy, but – you know, this this offense is still kind of finding itself. He's not all the way healthy. You've still got Jarek McKinnon kind of in the shadows here. So if if you've got room or you can wait on him, I'm not opposed to that. Another guy who's interesting more just for this week and in very desperate situations is Aaron Jones of the Packers. 
Um, Ty Montgomery's says he's going to try to play through broken ribs, which maybe isn't the best idea ever. Um, but Aaron Jones came in, he did all right. Um, obviously he came in after Williams got hurt as well. So you've got to look at the injuries and this is more somebody you're going to pick up down the road or you're going to hedge your bets on here. Again, don't put all your eggs in this basket because um, this is going to be a high-scoring game. But it's, I, I think, worth a look if you're in a deeper league or you're really, really thin somewhere and you need you need just a stopgap for this week. I don't know if he's somebody I want long-term, but just to stream this week, I might take a flyer on it. My main concern with Jones or, for that fact, Williams or even Ty Montgomery, if he were healthy this week, is Dallas's defense has been pretty good against the run so far this season, you know, and Todd Gurley notwithstanding, but... Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, my fear that Green Bay is going <laughs> to score a lot of points, yes, but I think they'll do the bulk of their damage through the air, and I'm not really sure that Aaron Jones you know, is going to be a part of that, assuming he plays, and even if it's Ty Montgomery, if he plays, you know, anytime you've got a guy with sore ribs, you know, even if he's wearing a black jacket. You, you know, I mean, everyone knows he's broken playing, ribs. That's the first thing a defenseman's going to key in on. Yeah, I just I think there's there's better options this week. And with Latavius Murray, it's interesting because most of our thoughts about his potential are tied back to his time with the Raiders. And you know, mm-hmm. the Raiders' offensive line is typically you know considered to be better than than the Vikings' offensive line. So, I although you know, to their credit, you know, the Vikings, you know, Dalvin Cook was looking pretty good this year, and you know they've got two of the three top receivers by yardage so far this year. So, you know, they're doing a decent job of protecting whoever's standing behind them, you know, this year. So, yeah, that's, it's a tough call, but um, I just, I think I, I try to avoid that situation if, if I can, you know, this week um, with Minnesota. I, I think they're more likely to attack Chicago through the air, but uh, we'll see there. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. How about guys you like this so, week? All right, my top ten, um, Kareem Hunt with Kansas City going up against uh, Houston this week is at the top of my list. He and Leonard Fournette, who you know, has mm-hmm. a home date with um, – actually, he's on the road against Pittsburgh this week. Those are my two top picks far and away. Uh, after that, rounding out my top ten this week would be Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, Ezekiel Elliott, DeMarco Murray, Lamar Miller – Jordan Howard and uh, LeGarrette Blunt would be my top ten this week. How about you, Jenna? Uh, I have no problems with any of those picks. I'm very much in agreement with you on Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette. I'd also probably throw, and this is going to shock a lot of people, J.H.I. I'm normally really couldn't be more of a hater on the guy. Um, I just think this matchup this week against Tennessee, Tennessee, I think that Miami is finally going to do something. They're going to show us some signs of life. I think that there's some vulnerabilities in that Tennessee defense, and we saw them big time the last two weeks. Uh, he, Bilal Powell, who it looks like is probably still going to get the bulk of the carries here with Matt Forte being down for the count, um, those would probably be the two that I would add to the list. Okay. And uh, how about guys that you're um, actively avoiding this week? Uh, LeGarrette Blunt probably at the top of my list there. Had a big week last week. Uh, it's just Wendell Smallwood is being shoved down our throats. <laughs> this is not a great matchup. 
Uh, and the Cardinals really don't give up a ton of points to running backs. You've got way better options this week. Amir Abdullah still banged up. Uh, the matchup against the Panthers, plus having Theo Riddick there, I don't love it. Buck Allen versus the Raiders, again, not a great matchup. Uh, Terrence West is healthier. He's back in the mix. Uh, we talked about the Seattle running back situation. Unless you're desperate, I just I don't know who's going to play there. I think if you can start anyone else, by all means do it. This feels oddly reminiscent of the Mike Shanahan Shanahanigans in Washington when he was just doing this all day with running backs. I, it's frustrating to keep up with. I traded Thomas Rawls last week. I was sick of dealing with it. Uh, so, so for me, I'm staying far I away from everything. that situation. I think I caught him in one league, so but I hear you. I I turned him into uh, Joe Mixon and Buck Allen. Believe it or not, yeah, there's a good. there's a part of the trade. Was it after the injury or before? It was before. Well, nicely done. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a plethora of riches. But anyway, how about you? Anyone you're avoiding this week? <laughs> yeah, my my top ten would be Carlos Hyde with San Francisco, Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. with the Chargers. Ty Montgomery, and that's assuming he's even healthy enough to play. Marshawn Lynch, whose uh, reunion isn't his reunion tour isn't uh, going so well so far. <laughs> Isaiah Crowell, Frank Gore, Doug Martin, who's back this week, I believe. Um, Joe Mixon. And he Chris is. Johnson he almost. We didn't Andre even talk Ellington. about that. He almost got cut on Monday. Doug Martin almost got cut on Monday, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. I don't think what that's a, a good situation there. So, no. but uh, and yeah, that's that's my top ten. Anybody that you uh, would disagree with from that list or add to it? I mean, I disagree with the idea of cutting Doug Barton, but other than that, I don't have much problems with you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Shall we move on to wide receivers? Yes. Yeah. Uh, another position hit hard with injuries. Surprise, surprise. Um really started the week with what looked like we saw a death on the football field after that Danny Trevathan hit on Devontae Adams Thursday night. Uh, He was briefly hospitalized. He's out. He's in the concussion protocol. He thinks he's going to play this week against the Cowboys. Julio Jones left with a hip flexor injury. They're calling it pretty minor. I guess as minor as a hip flexor injury, flexor injury can be. He thinks he's going to try to play. They have their bye this week, but by next week he thinks he'll be fine. Mohamed Sanu also left that game with a hamstring injury. He looks like he's going to miss two or three weeks. Again, they have a bye, so that helps. Willie Sneed left with a hamstring injury. Odell Beckham Jr. dislocated his finger, rolled his ankle. He's in a real rough day. Mike Williams left with a back injury. Kenny Gulladay left with a hamstring injury. Jordan Matthews tweaked his thumb. Turns out he ended up tearing a ligament. He's done indefinitely. He had surgery the other day. Marquise Goodwin left with a concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol. Michael Crabtree didn't play with that bruised lung slash chest injury, whatever you want to call it. And Corey Davis didn't play. It looks like he's not going to play this week either with that bad hamstring. And then, like I said, you've got a bunch of wide receivers on a bye. Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Terrell Pryor, Jameson Crowder, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed, Tedkin Jr. It's, we got a lot of bodies missing out there. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so to replace them this week, um, Devin Funches of Carolina yeah. would be my first uh, pick. You know, hopefully Cam Newton won't say any more stupid things and get suspended what an you know, idiot. between now and Sunday. 
Um, yeah, Will Fuller the fifth. Will Fuller. I picked Reed. him. I had he was still out there in some of my leagues. There's a lot of people who are slow to to drink the Will Fuller Kool Aid here, as you heard here first last week on our show. Will Fuller's a real deal. We predicted a big game last week, and we delivered. Well, Will delivered, but you know we'll take part yeah, of the credit for that. But you predicted <laughs> it, so it's because of you, he was inspired to do that. So we'll give I you mean, the I mean, I think I'd like that. to think so. <laughs> Yeah, um, Cooper Cup would be on my list. Uh, Jaron mm-hmm. Brown, Adam Humphreys, sneaky pickup with Tampa Bay. Paul Richardson, yep. Albert Wilson, Kendall Wright, Mike Wallace, mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Lockert, Lockett. Um, Ryan Grant has a bye this week, but you know you might want to stash him if you have the room and don't need a replacement this week. Ricardo Lewis up and down with Cleveland. Maybe this is enough week. Robbie Anderson with the Jets and Nelson Algalore with uh, Philadelphia. So hopefully at least some of those guys are available in your league. Yeah, I might also add a more speculative pick. Geronimo Allison still available in a lot of leagues, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play. Um, I mean, we saw Allison Allison was was a go-to guy for Aaron Rodgers. They have some chemistry. And I think this Cowboys-Packers game is going to be a pretty high-scoring affair. So, even if you're desperate, he might not be the worst pickup, even if Devontae Adams plays, because who knows how, how well he's going to produce in that game. I want to see Geronimo Allison catch a game-winning touchdown from Aaron Rodgers, and then the headline in the paper next day be Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> we'll see if that happens or not. I mean, it can happen as long as it's not like a game-winning touchdown. I just I can't do it two weeks in a row. You need a Cowboys win, okay. man. <laughs> All right, well, maybe next week. Maybe, well, maybe. anyway, we'll see. So um, in terms of top picks this week, my top ten would be Brandon Cooks with New England, Mike Evans with Tampa Bay, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald, Jordy Nelson, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham Jr., assuming he still has two healthy limbs, Stephon yeah, Diggs, right. Deshaun Jackson, Chris Hogan, and Tyrell Williams. Those would be my top uh, ten this week. Who? Who uh, would you add to that list or delete from that list? I would absolutely add Des Bryant to that list. I think that the Green Bay secondary does not have someone who can really cover him for a whole game. I think he's going to have a big game. The Cowboys have been trying to get to him earlier, which generally keeps him more in the game. Think T.O. So I I think he's primed for a big day. Danny Amendola, I think, could be a real nice pickup as well. Uh, Tyreek Hill... T.Y. Hilton, I think, is going to have a monster game. I love this, the just the matchup there. And Devontae Parker in Miami, yes, it's still Jay Cutler throwing to him, but that Titans defense just really loves to get a, give up some points right now. So I'm going to exploit that as long as I can, as sad as that makes me as a part-time Titans fan. Um, and, you know, as we talked about, there's there's certainly holes to fill this week. <laughs> So I yeah. think uh, even on the waiver wire, you're still going to get some pit, some points for your uh, your wide receiver position. So I have a feeling our our game picks are going to be somewhat different this week because I had uh, I, I think both T.Y. Hilton and Devontae Parker on my uh, avoid list for this week. But, I, uh, I other could, than... couldn't be more hyped on T.Y. Hilton this week. I'm all in. <laughs> uh, I I think. Well, well, we'll get to the game, individual game predictions, but uh, it sounds like you and I see that one pretty differently. Um, yeah. Avoid this week. Devontae Adams, even if he's healthy enough to play, I don't trust him this week. 
Kelvin mm-hmm. Benjamin, um, not counting on a big week from Carolina's offense. T.Y. Hilton was on my list. Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry with Miami, Golden Tate with Detroit. Uh, I, I said pick up Devin Funches, but he's not my favorite start for this week. Um, that was more of a long-term pickup. Michael Crabtree, as you alluded to, health problems. Jeremy Macklin in Baltimore and uh, Devontae Parker. So those would be my avoids. So I know you disagree with two of those already, but uh, yes. any others you would the delete from my list? The rest of them I have no problem add? with. I would I would absolutely add Alshon Jeffrey to that list. Uh, while the Cardinals have not looked like a real stout you know, contender against a lot of the teams they face this week, and the Eagles' offense is not the most potent, I just think Patrick Peterson <laughs> that secondary are going to be all over Alshon Jeffrey. He's the biggest threat. Um, but I just – I think he's going to have a very quiet day. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like another game that we see pretty differently, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. So, sounds um, like it's shaping up to be a good week for our game picks. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you a quick sneak preview. If you're a Pennsylvania – if you're not a Pennsylvania team – Playing at home this week, I'm picking the road team. <laughs> I think we're going to have some fun debate here. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you can skip my picks now because you know who I picked in every game based on that uh, short uh, statement there. But So how about we move on to quarterbacks then and see what you think there. How about the injury front or a couple? Yeah. Now – this happened to us last year. Derek Carr and Marcus Marietta got injured with a, in about an hour of each other with almost identical injuries. This week the injuries were different, but, I mean, at this point, if I'm either one of their coaches and one of them gets hurt, I maybe want to just take the other out of the game as a preventative measure. I'm done taking chances with this. Yeah. Marcus Mariota deal. two of them played each other and one of them yeah. got hurt? The other would go Oh, my God, that, I just put him, put him right in the, put him right in the locker room. I don't even want him on the field. Someone might run into him. Just tackle him right there and drag him into that blue medical I can't take there. it, yeah. <laughs> Have Marshawn Lynch drive him in the golf cart out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. So, so as I'm, I'm sure you figured out by now, both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota suffered injuries this week. Marcus Mariota's got a strained hamstring. Uh, he's going to try to play this week, but that's probably going to go down to game time. If he does not play, uh, our blast from the past there is Matt Castle. Derek Carr, who originally it looks like was the lesser of the two injuries in terms of severity, they originally thought it was back spasms. Turns out it's a transverse process fracture in his back. Uh, they're saying he's probably out two to six weeks. You may recognize this term from one Tony Romo and uh, Cam Newton suffered it in his car accident. They both only missed a game. Uh, it's a pretty uncomfortable thing. He is definitely in some pain now, but hopefully he's back sooner rather than later, so keep your fingers crossed. Andrew Luck's still not playing this week, but he did come back to practice. That's a good sign. Sam Bradford and his mysterious knee ailment still doesn't look like he's going to play this week, but, you know, we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Trevor Simeon all in a bye this week. So you're you're certainly down some guys that were probably starters for you. Uh, also worth noting, Mitchell Palooza, Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubisky, is going to be starting under center for the Bears this week. The Mike Lennon experience has come to an end in Chicago. Yeah, that's, well, I don't think that's going to make too much of a difference, but... Um, 
in terms of waiver wire pickups this week. It's unlikely he's still out there, but if for some reason he is, and he was in one of my leagues, surprisingly, because I think it was in the industry league. But Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson's out there. Definitely grab him. Uh, Jared Goff with the Rams. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. would be on my list after that. And yeah, Actually, these last three guys, Mitch Trubisky, Matt Castle, and E.J. Manuel, hopefully you're not down to – one of them is your starting quarterback this week because uh, having EJ Manuel hasn't won a game since it's been like f- since five or six years or something like that. It's been a minute. So he's probably not the guy you want anchoring your team, but if you have to, you have to. Someone's got to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true, but I think there's well, well, we'll get to more of the individual game picks, but uh, yeah, there's a definitely some people that I would uh, rather have in there than, than that, you know, even if you're really desperate. So how about your would you rather have pick? Would you rather have Jay Cutler or E.J. Manuel as your starting quarterback this week? Jay Cutler. Jay yeah, Cutler, me too. Not by much. But, uh, <laughs> Hurts me to say that. Uh, but yeah. I just, it's more <laughs> an indictment of, of uh, E.J. Manuel than it is, uh, you know, endorsement of, of Jay Cutler. But, uh, you know, if E.J. Manuel throws, you know, for – you know, 700 yards and 10 touchdowns this week, you know, I'll say I'm sorry and that I underestimated him, you know, but uh, I, I don't think, you know, even half of that I, or a quarter of that I would doubt. If he throws three touchdowns and 250 yards, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I'd be right there with you. So how about what do you think your, about, uh, uh, What do you think about Brian Hoyer? How do you feel about him this week? I'm not... Not to fan, just you know, not on board. Yeah. Sounds like we <laughs> sounds like uh, you think there's going to be a little bit more offense in that San Francisco Indianapolis game than I do. But uh, yeah, I I really struggled to find ten quarterbacks this week that I would want to start to put really? on the top ten list. All right. Yeah, I had a lot. To, had a I lot more on my list. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who's who's on your uh, top quarterback list? Um. Well, obviously, I think there's some of these games that are going to be higher scoring, but Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, as long as he plays, I might sneak him in at number 10. I think Ben Roethlisberger, Tyrod Taylor, even Cam Newton. I might get wild. I think that that overall, I think the games are probably going to be higher scoring than you do, is what it sounds like. I'm not sure about that. I have a lot of high-scoring games, but it sounds like they're different uh, games than you do. So it'll be possible. And you'll be happy to know. I think we only agreed on. Um, did you mention Deshaun Watson or not for your top ten list? Yeah. I don't think you. Oh, you did. Okay, then I missed that. So you we only agree on about. Okay. All right. Well, we only agree on <laughs> half of uh, our top ten picks. Then um, I think my top That's three would be ten. Brady, Brady and Rogers followed by Winston, Carson Palmer, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Case Keenum, assuming he's the one that starts. Cam Newton, I agree there. So I guess I agree with you on 6 of 10. Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, that would round out my top 10. And then if you don't like those and want to sub somebody in, I'd put Alex Smith in as my bonus pick. I like Alex Smith as a bonus pick. I fully support that. Okay. How about your uh, avoid list since um, – Sounds like uh, we, we differ quite a bit. 
Andy Dalton, the old ginger ninja, came back to life last week. I don't love the matchup here against the Bills. Jared Goff against the Seahawks, again, not great. Blake Bortles, Joe Flacco, uh, Mitch, don't call, uh, Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I think he's going to have a tough time on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. Yeah, that's that's not going to be a fun debut for him, I wouldn't think. It's not going to be that fun of a game to watch. <laughs> um, probably not. I think it'll be a close game, but maybe not the, the most fun game to watch. Yeah, hmm. Again, we disagree on quite a few of these, but Matthew Stafford was at the top of my avoid list, followed by Russell Wilson. Jared Goff we agreed on. Ben Roethlisberger and Marcus Mariota were both on my avoid list where you like them both. Carson Wentz, uh, taking a breather from him this week. Jay Cutler, Joe Flacco, I agree with you. Uh, Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Kaiser round out my uh, 10 avoids for this week. And then if you want to move a little bit further, you know, guys like Brian Hoyer and EJ Manuel, I don't have them, you know, further down my list because I think they're better, but just because you'd be less apt to start them. I'm trying to identify, you know, options that I think most people would think were, were worthwhile starts this week where I'd be likely to disagree. Fair enough. Let's keep rolling. Okay. We've got tight ends. Only a couple injuries here, which is nice. Refreshing change. Tyler yep. Eifert dealing with the back injury. Jack Doyle still in the concussion protocol. Uh, you do have some big names on buys this week. Kobe Fleener, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, and Austin Hooper you're without. Uh, let's see, as far as waiver wire ads... Austin Safarian Jenkins. Like, I don't think the Sherpa and I can tell you enough. Go pick this guy up. The Jets went as far as the release will tie this week. They're all in on Austin Safarian Jenkins. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's still available in most leagues. I can't understand why. Uh, ben Watson left the game last week, came back. He got a little banged up. I still think he's he's available in a lot of places. As well as Antonio Gates has been getting a decent amount of targets. Uh, I, I think he's worth a pick. He may even be worth a start this week. And um, really beyond that, I mean, Cameron Brait's going to be available in some leagues. He had a pretty nice day last week, so if he's out there, go get him. But really very excited about Austin Safarian Jenkins. So the others I would add to the list, and again, I'm not real thrilled about any of these, Tyler Croft, <laughs> as long as you you don't like that one. I mean, I thought about it. I really did. I just, it was the Browns. <laughs> I just, I don't know if he can do it against anybody else. Okay, so Tyler Croft was on my list. O.J. Howard with Tampa Bay. I agree with you on Austin Saparian Jenkins. And then Ed Dixon was also on my list as a potential pickup this week. And then if you are looking for a pickup and don't necessarily need to start him this week, I'm, you know, with all of uh um, Jordan Reed's injury problems. I actually think uh, Vernon Davis is a sneaky pickup for the rest of the season. I, I'm actually okay with that. I could get on board with that. All right. So one how about few, um, one of the few things I won't fight you on? <laughs> all right. Well, you'll probably you'll probably have some fun with the top ten list. I'll kick us off. Oh. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is my no-brainer uh, top yeah. ranked option for this week, followed by Zach Ertz. Um, Martellus Bennett, I know Aaron Rodgers traditionally not 
a big fan of the tight end, but he says he wants to get Bennett involved early and often this week. So I guess that's kind of mm-hmm. the tight end equivalent of the Des Bryant situation we were talking about before. I mean, yeah. what, again, in a situation like this, the, the coach or the in this case the quarterback comes out and says, we want to get player X more involved in the offense. If they haven't done much season to date, how much weight are you likely to put in that? Oh, and Aaron Rodgers says it, a pretty good amount. Um, I it, it really depends. I mean, if Jay Cutler comes out and tells me he wants to wants to do that, or if you know the Browns are getting really excited about it, I maybe am not as into the idea. EJ Manuel. Yeah, EJ Manuel is like probably not what I'm going to write home about. But Aaron Rodgers has a good quality tight end in Martellus Bennett. He's a guy who's big. He can take the hits. He's got pretty decent hands. And if he's going out there saying publicly they want to make a bigger deal out of him, I think they're going to. He's pretty good at delivering when he tells us he's going to do something. So for that, I'm I'm very much in on it. All right. So Martellus Bennett would be my third-ranked option for this week. Cameron Brait, fourth. Hunter Henry, fifth. Evan Engram, sixth. Travis Kelsey, seventh. Kyle Rudolph, eighth. O.J. McDowell, ninth. And then Jimmy Graham with Seattle would be my round out my top ten for tight ends this week. How about you? No uh, love for Delaney Walker or Charles Clay, huh? Jeez. Uh, I had them them uh, well healthy into my top ten. I think they're both both prime for some pretty decent games. Delaney Walker's been one of the most consistent tight ends. He's not hitting the end zone, obviously, as much as we'd like, but he's there. He's holding down the fort. Um, So even if Matt Castle starts this week? Even if Matt Castle starts. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care who throws to Delaney Walker. I'm still going to start him. Yeah, he disappointed me last week. I was glad I benched him for Evan Ingram in the league. I mean, yeah, Evan Ingram okay. wasn't that much of an improvement, but enough that... That's uh, right. I mean, I think Evan Ingram will have a nice week this week. Yeah, I think I, I'd I rather have... About Delaney Walker, I think I'd rather think. have Delaney Walker than Evan Ingram, but, you know, that's just me. So who else would be in your top ten that I didn't mention? Um, honestly, those are the only two that that you left out. Austin Sferian Jenkins is right on the edge of mine. He's my bonus. A bonus tight okay. end. So he was Austin Sferian Jenkins, believe it or not, is actually on my no-fly this, oh. list this week. So I, I know, I know. It's heartbreaking. But, uh, Goodness. And Delaney Walker was actually at the top of my list to avoid this week. Again, not because I think he's going to have your the Your avoid week, list think, is baloney. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll see uh, when we get to the game picks who can who can back things up. But uh, for me, Jack Doyle would also be on my avoid list. As you mentioned, he's injured. Eric Ebron with Detroit. Jared Cook with Oakland. Yeah, sorry, EJ Manuel. Uh, Julius Thomas with Miami. Austin Saperian Jenkins, David Njoku, Seth DeValve, so both Cleveland tight ends. And uh, Ben Watson, Mercedes Lewis, or a couple others I would actively be seeking to avoid this week? Uh, with the obvious exceptions, I agree with the majority of your list. I might also add Jimmy Graham to it. Don't love the matchup with St. Louis. All right, so we disagree on Jimmy Graham then. So Yeah, yeah. sorry. So, <laughs> all right, um, let's move on to defenses. None of the defenses got... Uh, Injured last week, so to speak, although there were a lot of injuries well, on defense. Seattle, Seattle took a pretty decent hit to their defense. They did a lot of walking wounded there. Um, yeah, Washington the other night, too, in the Monday night game. Yeah, but, um, 
Yeah, the yeah. Redskins obviously being on fire this week, so. but Josh Norman, yeah. they're going to be without him for at least a couple of weeks, it looks like. Yeah, so on the defensive front, um, who who's in your uh, top list for this week? I mean, I think, obviously, I think there are going to be some higher scoring games this week, but I think there are still some definitely decent options. Uh, the Vikings, sort of a no-brainer. Rookie quarterback, Monday Night Football, it's just a recipe for potential disaster. I think the Steelers' defense is going to have a nice day. The Ravens at Oakland, again, the E.J. Manuel show has not been getting great ratings lately. (laughs) The Chiefs, uh, the Eagles, the Bills, the Seahawks, despite being the walking wounded, uh, the Panthers and the Lions. Okay, my list, um, Panthers... Lions, I agree with you on both of those. And I have a few differences on my list. I had Buffalo at the top of my list this week. Uh, it sounds like we disagree on that. Baltimore, number two. San Francisco, number three, which I know you're going to disagree with. Tennessee, four. Yep. Carolina, five. Cincinnati, six. Jets, seven. Pittsburgh, eight. Philadelphia, nine. And rounding out my top ten is Detroit. So I think we agreed on three of our top ten. Decent. <laughs> Not really, but uh, uh, the show must go on. So how about uh, avoids for this week? Uh, Green Bay. Not a big fan of the Green Bay defense this week. Uh, Seattle and the Rams, that game could get a little weird. I just, I think the Rams normally are a defense I might like to start, uh, you know, at least in a 12-team league. But this week I don't like it. Buccaneers, the Cowboys. Like I've alluded to a few times, I think the Tampa Bay-New England game and the Dallas and Green Bay games are going to be pretty high scoring, so I just really don't want any part of those defenses. Um, And, I mean, Kansas City at Houston, a little on the fence about. Yeah, I agree with you Um, for most of those. uh, Seattle was at the top of my avoid list this week. Kansas City and Houston were two and three. Arizona... Four, Jacksonville five, Tampa Bay six, Rams seven, Dallas eight, Green Bay nine, and New England rounds out my top ten for defenses that I, I don't want to play this week. But I don't right. want to start in my lineup this week. I um, can live with that. Okay. So shall we get to our, our game predictions since we've disagreed on so much going through the player rankings? I mean it only seems right. <laughs> okay. So, as I alluded to before, I'm only taking two home teams this week, and if you're not playing in, if you're not a Pennsylvania home team, you're not one of them. So, start off with the Thursday night game, New England at Tampa Bay. I think this will be pretty high scoring. So, what you're saying is you're not taking Tampa Bay. (laughs) You're correct. I'm taking New England (laughs) 37-31 here. Okay, I actually I don't really even have a problem with the score. Um, I had I had thirty three thirty. I had New England winning. I think, I mean, it's a this New England team has to win a different way than they've had to in years past. Sure, they can put up points at will. It seems like, but they're playing from behind a lot, and they have to win these close games. It makes for more exciting football. But I just don't think that Tampa Bay is cohesive enough. Mostly, I'm looking at you run game uh, to be able to really just put the nail in the coffin here for New England. I don't think they're going to lose t- twice on Thursday Night Football. It's just, just not going to happen. 
Okay, and just to backtrack here, we go back to last week. We disagreed on just three games, which is relatively small That's number for us. That's pretty good for but us. Of, yeah. of those three games, you got two of the three games right. You had Cincinnati beating Cleveland and Kansas City beating Washington, and I got the Rams over Dallas. So those were the three games we disagreed on last week. Uh, so the Kansas anyway, City Washington the- game really, really got wild. Good yeah, gracious. yeah. I think that uh, that touchdown on the last play not only you know caused Covered a lot of spread. money to change hands in you know mm-hmm. Las Vegas, but also in a lot of probably decided a fair number of uh, fantasy contests too. So yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the games at hand for this week. Next up on the leading off the Sunday lineup, uh, one of the two Pennsylvania teams playing at home. That's Philadelphia. They're hosting Arizona. I think this will be a relatively high-scoring game. Arizona, not much running going on there without David Johnson, so they're going to be just passing probably 50 times. Um, Philadelphia, I think they'll be able to generate enough run offense and enough pass offense that they'll win this. I'll go with the final score, Philadelphia 31, Arizona 24. I have Arizona 28, Philadelphia 24. Uh, I think that despite the fact that all they're going to do is throw all day, the Eagles' secondary is real rough. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just I think they're going to have enough in the tank. Even though it's a West Coast team coming east, nothing really seems like this should be a good idea. Um, but I, I really think that Arizona will be able to pull it out. Jerron Brown's going to have a huge game. Jalen Mills of the Eagles, who I actually like as a player, just really not ready for the role he's in now, has given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers of anybody this season, and I think that trend's probably going to continue. It looks like he'll likely be matched up with Jerron Brown all, all day. So I think he's a great fantasy play. See, my problem with the Arizona wide receivers this week is, aside from Larry You don't know Fitzgerald, who to pick? <laughs> no, just because I don't know, you know, if, if Jaron Brown, John Brown, and JT Nelson are all – could they make this more confusing, this though? Have one guy named Dave yeah, be I, a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah that, that would be nice. So J.J. Nelson, I think <laughs> I said J.T., but J.J. Nelson. Other than those, see, I'm getting confused just, you know, with the initials. But Where's yeah, San Antonio think, Holmes? <laughs> exactly. Uh, other, you know, Larry Fitzgerald seems like a pretty clear-cut option to me, but the other three guys you know, might as well put names in a hat and draw one out if they're all healthy. I just have a hard time, you know, starting any of them is more than a flex this week just because I don't know which one's going to get the most playing time there. But um, just, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, disagree with you on that one. So, all right, so let's see. We'll pro- my guess is we're probably going to disagree on more games this week than we did last week, even though there's two fewer games this week than there were last week. I think so there's put a that strong theory to possibility. The test. <laughs> let's put that theory to the test by moving on with the, with the Sunday early games. Next one up, we've got Buffalo at Cincinnati. Buffalo, I have to admit, I was wrong about them. Um, When they played Denver a couple weeks ago, and then uh, actually, I think we both got that one wrong last week. I think you thought it was. You know, I think the only one in the world who got that right was Rex Ryan. I mean, I was laughing at him. On the on the pre show, well, saying like, "Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is gonna be the game. They're gonna come in. They're gonna beat Atlanta." I was like, "What a joke! This guy's nuts." And I was like, "Well, well I'm actually right. the idiot." 
So well, Rex. You, you picked a closer <laughs> game than I did, although we both did pick Atlanta. Now, this game, I, I'm chastised. I've learned my lesson. Cincinnati still hasn't shown me much. I thought, you know, a new offensive coordinator, maybe they would get things in gear, you know, worked okay against uh, Cleveland. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not counting on, you know, much this week. Uh, so I'm going to go with Buffalo in this game, Buffalo 17, Cincinnati 14. I think it's maybe a, a little higher scoring. I've got Buffalo winning 21-17, so just a little bit more offense in this. But, I I mean, this is, this is not a game to get super excited about on either side. I think it's going to be kind of pedestrian. Neither of these teams has really shown they can live up to their potential yet, like you said. And obviously, other than Rex Ryan, we all missed on the Bills. <laughs> yeah, and that knocked me out of the survivor pool, so... Thank you, Rex Ryan's former team there. So, uh, but anyway, uh, my my uh, tribulations are, are not the concern of the fantasy <laughs> Matthews. So we'll keep moving here. Uh, Carolina at Detroit. You know, especially after his stupid comments today, I really want to pick against Cam Newton. But you know, when it's I just okay, look I at the matchups, <laughs> when I look at the matchups on paper, I just think that uh, Carolina has too much. For Detroit, I think this will be a relatively low-scoring game as well, but I'm going to pick Carolina to win this on the road. I'll go with uh, Carolina by a touchdown, 24-17. Okay. Uh, I see this game a little bit differently. I think Matt Stafford is going to going to have himself a, a bounce-back game, a better game. Granted, Carolina looked better last week. Everyone was throwing in the towel on Cam Newton and this and this offense. Um, they, they showed up. I'll give them that. But I think Detroit at home, a little more to prove. I think they're coming in. They're going to win this one in a close one, 27-24. Okay, so we already disagree on uh, half of the games this week. With that and 500. Sample size of four, so, so we only have to disagree on one more. In the move. This one I don't think we'll disagree on. Pittsburgh hosting Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville, nice yeah. run game, but I don't think they have any semblance of a passing game. Pittsburgh, completely different team at home. And then they are on the road. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be in for a big day, even against Jacksonville's defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough for Pittsburgh to pull this out. I'll go with a final score. Pittsburgh 27, Jacksonville 21. Okay, I've got 27-17. Uh, the Blake Bortles experience, I think, is going to have some trouble here in Pittsburgh. Uh, there are good things about the Jaguars, but Pittsburgh at home, it's just like you said, it's a whole other a whole other beast and I just I don't see barring something crazy happening, Pittsburgh losing this game. Right, moving right along, we've got the Chargers visiting my beloved Giants. Both of these teams have looked awful so far this season. Yeah. You know, both of them have lost a couple of games in heartbreaking fashion and then gotten blown out a couple of times. Um I'm much as I wanna pick the Giants, I can't do it. Uh yeah, here's another West Coast team coming east, but I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this 27-24. I've got the Chargers winning 27-21. Uh, the Giants, I think, you know, at least they'll keep this close a lot of the way, but there's no run game. There's there's, there's nothing there right now. Um, but, I mean, there, there'll be some bright spots. I think that Evan Ingram will have himself a nice day because – I mean, the Chargers' defense is going to come at Eli Manning all day, and he's going to have to get rid of the ball. So it's the only option, I think. Okay. Um, next up, we've got um, 
the Jets at Cleveland. I'm going to take the Jets to win this one by a touchdown. I'll say Jets 24, Cleveland 17. And who would have thought that after five games, it looks like the Jets might actually be above 500, not only have a better record than the Giants, but um, yeah, yeah, actually be above 500. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the standings the other day. I was like, if the Patriots had lost, like, can you imagine just looking at that ASCE standings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that would have been weird. Um, I'm actually going to take Cleveland to win this game. I, I think they're going to be, you know, they've they've been growing. They've been doing some things better. I think Joe Mixon has himself a nice day here, and I think they'll squeak one out. But I just I like Cleveland this week. Take one at home. They were the preseason uh, champions. Uh, I'm going to take it 28-21, Cleveland. Okay. So next up, we've got um, another West Coast team coming east, San Francisco playing at Indianapolis. Uh, this one I know we're going to disagree on, too, from the sounds of it. Uh, not liking Indianapolis at all in this one, and I'm going to go with San Francisco by two massive touchdowns. I'll go San Francisco what? 24, Indianapolis 10. Wow. Wow, I'm going to take Indianapolis, 27-20. T.Y. Hilton's having a big day. Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton, all day. I'm, I I mean, I love Carlos Hyde. I'm super about him, but this is a T.Y. Hilton show this week. Mark it down. All right, I'm moving right along. <laughs> uh, here's two teams that are, are kind of your adopted in your adopted yeah. brood after the Cowboys, Tennessee at Miami. Um, I think Tennessee's going to bounce back here with or without um, Marcus Mariota, hopefully with him. But even if Matt Castle is under center, I am just uh, haven't seen enough out of Miami and Jay Cutler to make me believe that they're capable of, of putting together you know, four quarters of good football this year, and I'm going to go here in another two-touchdown pick. I'll take Tennessee to win this wow. 27-13. Wow. I have Tennessee winning this 27-24. I think I'm, I'm for real. I think Miami's going to show up. I think they're playing at home. I think they finally get the whole London thing out of their system. You know, we're back on the right side of the pond here. Tennessee's defense is reeling a little bit. Uh, obviously, you're – May not have Mariota under center, but Miami's defense is not as terrible as they've looked. At least they shouldn't be as terrible as they've looked. And I think that they're going to keep them in this game. I'm I'm excited to watch this one. Probably it might just be me. I might be the only one in the world, but I'm I'm pretty hyped for it. Okay, so let's move on to the late games then. Uh, we've got a trio of uh, late afternoon games if you're on the East Coast. I guess it's early afternoon if you're uh, on the western coast or somewhere in between but uh, Baltimore at Oakland uh, Oakland with EJ Manuel I just I can't do that and I know Baltimore has struggled the last couple weeks but I think EJ Manuel will be the cure for all that ails them at this point I'm going to pick Baltimore by 10 Baltimore 24 Oakland 14 I've got the same score same result I, I just sorry EJ Manuel <laughs> real sorry yeah. All right. Um, moving right along, then, what I think is likely to be one of the, the top uh, two or three games of the week. Actually, I think the next three mm-hmm. games are probably my pick for the top three games of the week. Uh, Seattle at okay. the Rams. 
battle for NFC West supremacy, and I'm going to take Seattle to pull this out on the road. Los Angeles looking mighty impressive so far, at least on offense. Defense, they've struggled. Seattle, you hear all the time about how awful their offensive line is, but yet they're, I think, uh, 11th in rushing yards per game and 13th in passing yards per game, which might be more of a testament to how often their defense is able to stop other people. But uh, I still think that Seattle is going to be able to pull this one out by a field goal. I'll go with a final score of Seattle 34, uh, Rams 31. Okay, okay. Um, I actually agree with you. I think Seattle's going to win this. I think they win it by a touchdown, though. I like the Rams. I like a lot of what they're doing. But Seattle's a team that knows how to win. This is a, That's a very important thing. Even going on the road uh, to a pretty empty stadium, uh, <laughs> I still think that they're able to pull this out. And uh, I think they're going to win 34-27. Okay, we were pretty close on our score for that one. How yeah, about, I mean, um, this is, this is there's a lot of fantasy value in that game. I'll tell you that. Okay, next one up, Green Bay at Dallas. I think this is going to be deja vu all over again for the Cowboys losing on a late field Calm goal. Down, I'll Yogi. go with Green Bay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go Green Bay uh, 31, <laughs> Dallas 28 for this one. Ooh, uh, I have the same score. I have it the opposite way. And that really might be wishful thinking. Um I think it I think the Cowboys are a little pissed off. I think everyone's been telling them how how much they're struggling and they need to fix this or that and I think they have what they need there. It's just a matter of playing a complete game. Green Bay's liable to give points up. It's just you know, let's maybe try this thing where we don't just take field goals instead of scoring touchdowns all day and then lose. But you know, I'm not coaching the team. <laughs> okay. So now we've got uh, a good game Sunday night. We've got Kansas Very City fresh off the Monday night win uh, against Houston, so we'll be able to see. And it's hard to believe that's the same Houston team that um, really struggled against Jacksonville in the opener and then barely eked out mm-hmm. a victory against Cincinnati in the Thursday night game the second week of the season. But all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson really seems to be uh, breathing life into that offense and yeah, they're just putting up points left and right. I think that will continue against Kansas City's defense to some extent, but Kansas City just seems to find just enough offense to, to win games this season, and I think that trend will continue even though they're on the road here. I'm going to go with Kansas City to win this. I'll say final score, uh, Chiefs 35, Texans 31. Okay, I had I had 31-27. I have Kansas City winning this as well. I'm very excited for this game. I just, even with two pretty good defenses, I think the offense is just going to overpower it. And I mean, I wouldn't shock me if there were defensive touchdowns on both sides of this ball. So it's definitely going to be a higher scoring game. But man, this is going to be going to be a bloodbath. I can't wait. Okay, and then uh, finally the Monday night game. I, uh, I can wait for this. It's going to be the battle, <laughs> the battle of the wounded. Uh, quarterback situations here. You know, the one hand, mm-hmm. Sam Bradford's still day-to-day. I'm just assuming that it's going to be Case Keenan again. And uh, yeah. the Bears, as you alluded to, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be making his NFL debut. And uh, I think Chicago, largely on the on the basis of their uh, ground game, is going to be able to keep this close. But I just think Minnesota, uh, in spite of um, Case Keenum, or maybe because of him, 
uh, is going to be able to lead to stop by a field goal and go with the final score of Minnesota 27, Chicago 24 to wrap up week five. I've got Minnesota winning 27, but Chicago only scoring 17 points. I've got them winning by 10. Uh, I I just think this is a real tough way to start. Having an extra day is nice. I get the, you know, deciding to put him in from that respect. But I think Minnesota, even with Case Keenum under center, just a little more cohesive of a unit. Despite losing Dalvin Cook, they still have some, some options there. And Trubisky, it's, it's a tough sell. It's just, this just might not be as weak. Okay. And uh, what game are you most excited to watch this week? Is it the Green Bay-Dallas game? Green Bay-Dallas, followed closely by Kansas City-Houston. And I, I really, truly am excited for Tennessee-Miami. Okay, I would uh, I would take Tennessee <laughs> Miami off that list and put Seattle Rams on that list for my view and preferences this weekend. But uh, and the Thursday night game, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, the, uh, up and coming quarterback against the uh, the old Wizards. So we'll see. It's the, nice. We've actually had some watchable Thursday night games this this season so far. There haven't been too many blowouts, which is nice. Um, no, and then just real quick, been, we'll uh, run yeah, through a couple of daily fantasy options. Yeah, so uh, as far as stacks go, it's costly, but the Cardinals, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Steelers, if you can do it right, and I'll give you some value picks at different positions to help you make it work, and there's going to be a lot of points to be had there. Um, the Cardinals, maybe not so much that they're going to be scoring a ton of, of points on the field, but the Eagles secondary is ripe for picking. Uh, as far as quarterbacks go, uh, besides the aforementioned above. Carson Palmer uh, is probably one of my favorites there as far as value for return. Eli Manning, there's just no run game. He's going to have to throw forever. Matt Stafford, Josh McCown, and if you're really trying to to save some money there, Brian Hoyer, I know you hate it. I know we see this game differently. He's dirt cheap. Indianapolis is giving up the four, fourth most points to quarterbacks so far this season. I'd like to take advantage of that. Uh, running backs, Leonard Fournette, we couldn't say enough good stuff about earlier. If you can afford him, you need to have Le'Veon Bell in your lineup. Andre Ellington, Melvin Gordon, Duke Johnson Jr. seems to be making the most of his opportunities there in Cleveland. And Wendell Smallwood, like a more as your flex option, really is like a third running back. The Cardinals defense uh, really is going to shut down the wide receivers, but Wendell Smallwood's kind of that out-of-the-backfield receiving option there, and they really were trying to make that work last week. I would expect to see more of that. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the show at all, but as far as wide receiver goes, play T.Y. Hilton this week. Play Jerron Brown. (laughs) Des Bryant uh, is a decent value. His his price has gone down a little bit from where it should be at home, a high-scoring game. Geronimo Allison, again, I think there's going to be a lot of points there. Randall Cobb and Danny Amendola. Um, Tight end, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Evan Ingram, Antonio Gates. Again, all pretty well valued, all going to be good plays there. And as far as your defenses go, the Ravens, E.J. Manuel, enough said. Titans and the Chargers are probably my top three picks. That's pretty much going to bring us to the end of the show this week. Thanks so much for hanging with us on our West Coast Swing. We will be back next Wednesday night at our normal time, 830 to 930 Eastern Time, with all of your Week 6 previews, news and notes, injuries from Week 5, everything you need to win your fantasy, unless, of course, you were playing us. But you can find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show, Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. 
And if you want some interesting angles for games this week, uh, the Chargers and the Giants, it's the battle of the 2003 draft with uh, Philip Rivers and oh, Eli Manning, and then the, the San Francisco-Indianapolis game, the uh, Frank Gore revenge game should be interesting too. Ooh, I like it. We got revenge. It's always a good thing. Well, thanks so much for hanging with us, guys, and we'll see you next week. Good luck in your games, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Packers. You're the worst. Ha, ha, ha.